Hi, everyone, and welcome to our latest edition of Coffee with Innovate Finance, our podcast series where we speak with experts across industry to look at the future of financial services, innovation, and fintech. Uh, in these episodes, we explore a range of different topics looking at developments across the FS space. And I'm really excited to have with me today, Matt James, Head of Scouting for UK and Europe, NatWest. Matt, thank you so much for joining us today. That's a pleasure. Good to be here. Now, Matt, you are a complete expert uh, for NatWest. You've essentially been in the NatWest family for nearly 25 years. You've been around technology and change roles for most of that time, and you've been in the industry for 30 years. So you're also a very active member, I know, of Tech Nation's FinTech delivery panel, so very much entrenched in the ecosystem uh, and on top of a lot of the trends. So I'd love to kick off by just having you tell us a little bit more about your current role and remit at NatWest. Yeah, sure. Um, so I guess uh, I, I form one of a number of the scouting teams uh, within NatWest. Um, I mean, as you mentioned, I sort of cover UK and Europe. Uh, we also have, uh, I guess, a small outpost in uh, San Francisco on the edge of Silicon Valley that covers uh, the US um, and uh, a team uh, that would normally work out of our Edinburgh office, although currently yeah, working remotely. Um, that, that looks at other, other global areas, um, so particularly covering places like Israel, um, but also, you know, starting to understand what's going on much more in the Asia-Pacific area as well. Um, I guess the main role that, that we have in scouting is, is really looking for interesting partnerships uh, for the bank uh, in, in terms of sort of solving, uh, you know, opportunities and challenges that uh, a lot of uh, new and emerging tech has uh, and, and brings to, to financial services and, and, and therefore in that respect we, we sort of focus every, on everything from the, the sort of startup community uh, right through uh, to the big tech companies and, and, and I guess you know one of the, one of the things that, that, that very much is our mantra is, is we sort of look for innovation at scale and, and what we mean by that is um, you know, we're, we're not an accelerator. The bank has an accelerator um, that, uh, that, that can help support and mentor uh, fintechs and other startups. Um, we're not an investor. You know, we're very much around, around partnering. Um, but, you know, the, the, the key is, is we're actually looking for solutions that can really bring value to customers and to the bank at, at scale. And, and that's the focus of what we do. And, and I guess in, in that respect, we're quite agnostic to whether that's working with a, 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 a startup or, or a big tech company. It's about the solution uh, that can bring value to customers and to the bank. So I want to build on this a little bit in terms of the value to customers. So yeah. where do you see really the big change happening for NatWest in terms of how uh, and what types of services they're providing to customers with new technology? Yeah, uh, that's sure. I mean, I, I guess in um, in the innovation solutions family, we also have a, a sort of research function, uh, and part of what that research team does is really looks at the technology uh, trends that are that are going on uh, and their impact on the industry. And they they very much are, are looking at um, you know some of the the emerging technologies and the potential uh, benefits that those sorts of things can bring to bring to. Uh, bring to the industry. Um, I, I guess we've got a lot of activity in a number of the spaces that, that people would, would recognize, you know, things like uh, APIs through open banking, through 
uh, cloud um, analytics, you know, very much uh, focused on the AI um, and machine learning space. Uh, we, we brought sort of fairly early on, you know, the sort of chatbot type capability uh, to the bank through our, through our sort of core application for customers and, and sort of internal solutions as well, um, using, using those sorts of technologies. Um, but also, also focusing on a number of the sort of the, the more emerging tech, so things like distributed ledger, um, things like uh, quantum computing and how they're going to impact the industry, as well as all those that you'd expect to see, you know, growing digitization and so forth. So it's, it, it's quite a broad range of, of stuff that we look at, but I'd say, you know, one of the things that we do, which sort of links in with that at scale, uh, sort of mantra is 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 very much, you know, it's about solving uh, customer problems. It's about solving business problems rather than just being about sort of experimentation. Um, and and that's really that you know that really comes down to the to, to the focus of what we're we're about and the and the sorts of technologies we're interested in. I mean, I think some of the stuff we see out there now is is so interesting in that it it brings a whole range of new possibilities to the sorts of products and services that, that can be, uh, be provided for customers, not, not the least because uh, you know, it enables that ability to um, really personalize uh, the sorts of propositions that you answer to customers, you know, almost to the extent that the idea of segmentation is, is coming down to the ability to to, to target offers, propositions, products to, to almost a sort of segment of one, uh, which is which is the which is the specific customer, and I think that sort of stuff is is really exciting in terms of uh, in terms of the opportunity that 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 brings. You reference solving customer problems. I, I think the last year that we've all been through, or since March at least, with regards to COVID nineteen, have really framed what people expect from financial services in a much different lens. How has COVID and the coronavirus impacted your strategy with regards to both the scouting and looking at fintechs and new innovations? Yeah, um, I think there's probably some obvious stuff. I mean, uh, as, as you can probably see, I'm not in an office environment. So, uh, you know, we've, we've, we've pretty much got uh, uh, got everybody around the bank working remotely now and 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 I think you know some of the things that we did in the innovation space in the early stage actually meant that that transition was was not as painful as it might have been for us um, you know it was something that that I think people were quite used to and it's it's really enabled that side of things um, I, I guess when when the pandemic really uh, started to hit and and, and we saw the lockdown. I mean, clearly one of the things that, that happened is, uh, you know, we had to respond very quickly to the implications that I had for, you know, for customers, for enterprises in that space and to really adapt what we were, we were doing to that. And, and I guess that was everything from uh, ensuring that we were able to support um, you know, businesses through through uh, through through the various sort of lending schemes and so forth, um, but also making sure that uh, we were able to support customers in a in a much more digital fa fashion. I mean, I think one of the things that really illustrates, I think we we have we you know we'd already launched a video uh, banking capability where customers could 
could could speak to the bank. And I think we were doing something like, you know, we had the capability of about 100 video uh, meetings a day with customers. And, and I think through, through that pandemic, I think it's up to about 6,000 now. Um, so, you know, that's, that's a massive change in the, in the way um, that we engage with with customers and and whilst um, you know we've we've pretty pretty much kept the majority of our of our branches open to to uh, for customers you know a lot of customer choices moving away from uh, particularly at the current time from that face-to-face -face interaction and therefore the sort of digital engagement side of things has has become you know much more the center of the focus so I think in the innovation space, what what we what we probably saw initially was a little bit of reprioritization of of what was important. Um, I, I think the actual sort of extent of of, of the innovation initiatives that we were progressing uh, didn't reduce at all, but some of the focus did. So something stopped, new things started, um, and and you know I think that's that's probably. Uh, that, that's probably how how we'll see it continuing going forward, even in the in in the sort of post post COVID world uh, when we hopefully get there. Right. So it, it sounds like there was a real impetus then to see some of that change. I mean, in your twenty five years at NetWest and your thirty years really in industry, has institutional innovation moved more quickly than you expected or more slowly? Um, yeah, I mean, I, I think it's, I think it's interesting. I mean, I think, um, I think financial institutions have, have, have probably always tried to innovate to some extent. I mean, I guess even, even things like sort of cards and digital propositions and all of that. I and mean, I think the, the current environment and the new technologies that are very available, that like, like in any industry is, is sort of really accelerated that. And I know, you know, in the eight years or so I've been in this role, um, I think the, the big changes that, that I've seen are internally um, very early on. Um, a lot of what we did was probably as much about insight and education around the art of the possible um, than, it, than it was about, was about uh, um, anything else. Um, and, and I think in that, that period, it was, you know, it was very much about experimentation. It was very much about understanding how we could work with this, you know, this this growing body of of sort of fintechs and other startups to actually bring value to the bank. When historically, I guess um, the the tendency had always to be working with the big tech companies with the big technologies to solve business problems, or or, or doing it internally. And I think you know that's been one of the big shifts is is that recognition that actually in this day and age you know the the fintech world the startup world has you know some of the best brains some of the best ideas and and you know and how how we actually sort of bring bring that to the table so i think internally we've seen i think quite a shift in um the the acceptance and the, and the will to engage with earlier stage companies and i guess that's gone through quite a lot of transition in even in the way things like our sort of uh, supply chain processes have worked to to be able to to, to work with those sorts of companies because they you know it's very different different sort of working with a microsoft or an ibm than it is with some sort of earlier stage startup so i think that's that's been one of the one of the big changes 
Um, looking more externally, I think the the thing that we've that we found, and I guess I see it in, in I've seen it in my role particularly, is early on, you know, we were we were like hunters. We were out there trying to find interesting tech companies, and then we were we were sort of I guess selling selling the message within the business, actually trying to generate all of that interest. I mean, I think now, you know, if you look at it, the role is very different. There are so many companies out there. The problem is actually one of volume. So the role is much more now about curation. It's about, you know, identifying or trying to identify the best solution for the bank in a particular space. And that brings with it a whole bunch of other challenges because, um, you know, you know, if I focus on the fintech space, you, you never take speak to a fintech who doesn't believe they've got a great proposition and a great idea that that can that can bring value to the bank. Um, but you know, if you're getting thousands of those a year, it becomes more about you know where are the priorities and who to work with, and you know, out of the you know, the number of companies that, that you have the opportunity to, to work with right from the startups through to the big tech companies. Um, what's the best route to take through, uh, you know, through that maze? And, and, you know, this is where you see even now as, as well as, you know, early on, you probably speak to a, a, speak to a startup and what they were talking about could be quite unique. Um, whereas now, you know, you you do have the consultancies on the bandwagon, you do have the big tech on the on the on the bandwagon, and there are probably you know a dozen or more uh, fintechs or startups doing something similar. So the role has very much changed, as I say, into that evaluation and curation about uh, about which is the best path to take to to actually bring a solution to to customers. So for our entrepreneurs that are out there listening right now, what are some of the shared characteristics that you've seen that have made specific startups or scale-ups stand out? Yeah, um, I guess for us, it, it is, you know, it does, it does particularly come down to, you know, it comes back to that sort of at scale uh, thing. So, um, you know, really it, it's about, in many respects, the the preparation that that, that 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 fintech does, it's the readiness to work with a large financial institution like ours, um, you know, and that's everything from, I guess, an awareness of, of the sorts of regulations and protections that customers need, whether it's information security, data protection, uh, whether it's with, as I say, um, the rules around regulation, or right down to simple stuff, I say simple stuff, but you know, obvious stuff like, you know, can, can, you, um, can you provide the service to millions of customers and do that in a very resilient way on an ongoing, almost sort of 24 by seven, three, six, five days a year basis. And that's, that's the sort of things that, that really stand apart is those companies that have thought through those things and actually at least have a roadmap to get there. Um, and I'd say that's, that's probably the biggest thing that, that, that you know, helps one stand apart from the other. It's, it, it's relatively straightforward in the scheme of, of innovation to do a proof of concept. It's very easy, to, you know, to cut back the due diligence you undertake to 
bring a startup on board very quickly. But I, I guess part of part of what I see is is that um, if you're going to then take that solution to scale, all you're doing is deferring a lot of the pain. Um, you know, a lot of the processes and the you, you know the, the the checks and due diligence that you have to go through. So it's always a that balance between trying to take steps forwards in a way that isn't sort of stifled by you know checks and bureaucracy and process and and to sort of really encourage that that sort of learning and and, and progress but but also you know having an eye on the fact that you know you do have to to get this scale um resilient solution that that actually does what customers want that you know come come the end of the road and that that's i think you know part of part of what i see and and what really makes a difference is is the is the is the fintechs and the startups that that recognize that journey that are up to that journey and you know work with us in partnership to get there thanks matt and I want to build on this idea and dive a bit deeper on moving from the art of the possible to execution and practice. And I know that you've played very much a leading role in a number of industry-wide initiatives focused particularly around incumbent startup partnerships. Yeah. Uh, and I'd love to hear about some of these in greater depth and particularly the FinTech Delivery Panel's recently launched FinTech Pledge as well. Yeah, sure. Um, I, I mean, as a bank, you know, I think since uh, Alison's taken over as CEO, one of the things that's, you know, really been crystallised is is the elements of of the purpose that the bank takes forwards, and and I think you know one key strand of that is about how we help enterprise, um, and and that's both I think how we help enterprise from a from a banking perspective, but also how we help and support enterprise. Uh, when we're working with them, and our, I guess our role in the economy of of helping the the sort of tech scene flourish, uh, flourish and, and and bring and bring benefit to the bank. Um, so uh, I guess one of the things that I got involved with, uh, as you mentioned, sort of I think it was back in 2017, was a fintech delivery panel um, body that was I guess sponsored and initiated by HM Treasury. Um, John Glenn, um, the Economic Secretary to the to the Treasury, uh, took a very personal and you know engaged interest in 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 this area, um, and I guess with Tech Nation, um, set up the fintech delivery panel to 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 see if there were things that we could do to improve uh, how um, you know large financial institutions and, and fintechs work. work uh, Work more closely together. And I know yourself, Jelena, you know, you're involved in the fintech delivery panel as well. Um, I mean, I think the good thing about the fintech delivery panel is it is it brings the regulators, industry bodies, um, some of the more mature startups, you know, some of the ecosystem players like VCs, as well as the banks around the table, to have you know really frank conversations about what are the issues. What are the opportunities, and then to try and find ways through those. And, and I guess one of the ones that that we particularly focused on that sort of remained, I think, consistent through uh, the life of the of the fintech delivery panel so far has been this whole area of how you help um, fintechs and other startups and large financial institutions work better together. Um, the, the first stage of that, as you mentioned, was was around um, the the sort of partnering guidelines, and that was uh, 
that was a piece of work that we did uh, working with the British Standards Institute um, to really pull into one place uh, a reference um, a reference pack that that really allowed particularly earlier stage startups I think that haven't necessarily gone through the process to understand when they engage with large finance institutions what would the banks and so forth ask of them why were they asking what sort of information and things should they get in place to make sure they could best respond to the questions and to be ready to to, to work with a with a with a large financial institution and that's that's I think been um, downloaded now around eight thousand times. It's 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 actually been um, used by various people around the world. Um, but I think the bottom line to us is you know it was very much a, a case of you know this is this is the here and now. This is how things work here and now. And 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 out of that. Um, you know, it was a very clear message, I think, from, from everyone around the FinTech delivery panel and the, and the banks, but also from, uh, from, from FinTechs that we spoke to that, yeah, it was a reasonable start, but, you know, more needs to be done. And, and, and that's where I guess we started to look at, well, what next? Um, we had various sort of round tables and surveys undertaken and, and really said, right, well, what are the things that, uh, that, that really cause cause challenges and yeah within the depths of the you know the various due diligence there were there were all sorts of issues um, that that we can address going forwards but I guess the, the the first bit that we decided to tackle was was as much as anything just trying to improve communication and transparency and that's where the sort of the idea of the pledge came into place um, and at NatWest along with the other high street banks we have all signed up to the pledge it, it, it launched on the 14th of september and and really the concept behind it is two things so one is to ensure that the banks that are signatories of the pledge um, provide guidance and information for fintechs and other startups um, that, that have an aspiration to, to work with the banks and therefore, each of the banks is committed to, to providing a landing page. We've got ours, ours live. It's actually on our um, Bank of APIs website, which is the, the, the sort of place where all our open banking um, documentation and, and sort of access points are. Um, and that really lays out sort of how we approach innovation, the sorts of due diligence checks, what our supplier policies are. So it's a source of a source of uh, information and guidance for anybody who's looking to work with it, with the bank in, in that fintech space. The next bit, as I say, is, is probably around transparency and communication and there are elements in, in the principles that are about ensuring that fintechs when they engage with, with banks have a clear point of contact um, and then that there's clear communication about what that engagement is about is it just a bit of research and a proof of concept is it looking for a scale solution you know does it have sponsorship is it a piece of work where there's budget you know so those sorts of communications if you have them up front then everybody knows what's happening and why and then really on an ongoing basis to ensure that there is clarity about this is the process you'll be going through these are the things that you know we need to tick off when we're doing that 
and almost thought this is how far we are through it. So there are mechanisms and, 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 and pieces being put into place to ensure that, <clears throat> that the communication of those things is, is much clearer. Because a lot of fintechs uh, said to us, you know, half the time weren't quite sure where they were in the process. They think they've done everything and then they get a request for something else and, and so forth. So, so actually trying to improve that, that communication was quite key. And then the final part of that, of the pledge principles, which is really about sort of continuous improvement and, and, uh, and, and improving the process that drives off of that, off of that dialogue, it is, I think, probably the key bit to it. Um, and I guess that's underpinned by a, a six monthly review with, with Tech Nation and the Treasury. But, but it's very much about, you know, then hearing what feedback we're getting as banks and saying, how can we improve the process? How can we make it easier, better, um, you, you know, for, for, for all parties? Um, and I think with the with the fintech delivery panel sat behind that and, and having both sort of industry representatives as well as, uh, as the regulators and the treasury there, there's also that avenue if there are, you know, tricky areas that, that require uh, that sort of dialogue, it, it provides that avenue to have those sorts of discussions. So, you know, it's right at the start um, uh, of that process, but I'm, you know, I'm very hopeful that it will provide you know, a, a real bit of a, a springboard to, to, to start start a much better dialogue and a, and a much better journey to, to improving the whole the whole process for, from which those partnerships can happen. Thanks, Matt. And it's such an important piece of work uh, to move the agenda forward for financial mm -hmm. innovation. So very, very needed across the ecosystem. Let's dive a bit more into the specific NatWest partnerships that you've seen. So what are the partnerships or the innovations um, most recently or forthcoming that you're most excited about? Yeah, I mean, I think, I mean, I guess I love, I love working in this, this part of the industry just because it is very exciting. I mean, um, I, I guess the, uh, the, the geek in me loves, loves sort of things like distributed ledger and quantum and uh, you know some of the opportunities that 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 brings in in terms of technical capability. You know I think the the the, the aspects around analytics and you know machine learning and artificial intelligence sort of brings a whole new uh, range of opportunities and and propositions that that, uh, that that the banks can can deliver to customers. I mean one thing that you, you know. Um, you know, it's, I think it's quite often say that, that banks probably know more about our financial lives than than anyone, and yet probably don't leverage that knowledge well enough to to do enough for customers. And I think you know one of the things that some of that analytics capability really uh, enables is 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 to is to do that sort of thing much better. Um, I mean, clearly, there's all the all the sort of challenges with technology solutions that come in, so cybersecurity, fraud, all of that sort of stuff. And I think you know it's a it's an incredibly interesting area of of how we ensure we protect customers, we protect their their data, their information, how we you know how we prevent fraudsters uh, 
and so forth, uh, you know, having a, having a negative impact on the industry. So, you know, big area and always a big area of focus there. And I think that's probably something that, that will never go away. And I think only underlines the, the importance of, you know, being engaged with and understanding these sorts of technologies for a bank, because if there's one thing for sure, um, you know, the criminals out there will be looking to, to, to use these sorts of technologies to, to, to breach the defences, so to speak. Then I think, um, I mean, I don't, I've already mentioned the sort of purpose of the bank, and I think, you know, that brings a whole new range of opportunities that we're focusing at the moment. So as an example, the whole, the whole sort of uh, sustainability agenda is, is huge. You know, we've made a commitment to, um, to have zero carbon impact by 2020, um, and also to support you know, our customers in, in achieving that. So we've been, we've been doing some interesting pilots recently. I mean, we're doing one with a startup called Kogo um, to help customers understand their, their, their sort of carbon impact and, and what they can do. Um, we're looking at some other initiatives around um, home ownership, which is a bit earlier, which you know can give customers the opportunity to understand again, you know what almost what are some of the environmental aspects around where they live and what they can do to to play a part and improve prove things. Um, so lots going on in the sustainability space. Um, Another key area of focus is, is around education and, and I guess financial well-being. Um, you know, I think the importance to have a very inclusive society and, and probably in the current times, uh, even more important, uh, you know, as, as, as the sort of digital side of things becomes more important, how do you make sure people don't get left behind? You know, how do you make sure that you support digital, digital adoption? How do you make sure customers you know, understand their 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 finances, their financial well-being. I mean, um, you may be you may be aware. I mean, it's it it sounds like a funny thing for a bank, but uh, we've recently launched a game um, that's you know available pretty much I think now on all of the the platforms from you know PlayStation, Xbox, three to uh, Apple, and you, you know from from apps and so forth. And 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 that's the thing called Island Saver. Um, and you think, well, why would a bank do that? But um, you know, part of what we've what we've done, and, and working with a Dundee-based company called Storm, who did all the development of the app, is is it's really a game, but with a, a financial education uh, aspect within it. And to be honest with you, I mean, the feedback we get is that when uh, when kids play the game. They're playing a game. They're enjoying the game. They they don't feel like they're having lessons on tax and savings and you know all of this sort of stuff. But it's very much built into the game. So it's supporting that that whole financial education for people on an early early stages. I mean, I think that's now had about two million downloads since since we launched, which is you know fantastic from from what we see. And if it's if it's getting some of that understanding into the younger generation about how to manage money the aspects of money i think i, th I think that's you know a really important area but you know again not enough there's much more we're, we're doing and, and, and looking at in that sort of space 
And then, you know, I guess beyond the personal customer side, how we support enterprise, how we, um, how we better support, uh, 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 you know, uh, enterprises grow and build and scale. Um, and lots of propositions in that in in that space that we've done recently. I mean, we launched Till, uh, our, our new sort of merchant acquiring system, but very much a modern approach to it with some interesting technologies and different ways of doing things. Um, metal for SMEs, sort of much more digital proposition, um, and even even some of the uh, some of the proposition we're doing like Mentor, which is you know much more about helping. Um, I guess again, sort of SMEs and so forth, uh, understand and, and provide them with support on some of those business aspects to help them run their businesses better yeah. and to be able to focus more easily on running the business. So there's lots of things in that sort of space. Um, payments continues to go. I mean, we had, uh, uh, we started, um, you know, piloting Pay It, uh, which provides sort of secure online payment without having to put your card details in, which, which you know, provides a much more streamlined process if you're buying stuff in, you know, online and stuff like that. So, you know, there's a whole whole bunch of interesting things that are going on and, and also a, a whole load of other things that I probably can't, <laughs> can't talk about right now, but- well, I, Watch I, I, this space, we'll get you on in a few months time uh, again, right? yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, we've got a couple of pilots launching in, in the next, next few weeks, um, you know, and, and we're doing stuff in subjects that, that I think everybody's interested in, like digital identity and, and, okay. and so forth as well. So, you know, there, there is so much going on. And I think, you know, that's one of the things that, that I find very positive that even in I guess the the difficult environment we find ourselves with with the pandemic and so forth at the moment the the, the appetite and the momentum hasn't gone away um, you know I think you know I think as a bank we've we've really now got sort of innovation as as, as part of our lifeblood and, and I don't see that that changing anytime soon. Well, Matt, I think that is a great note to end on, actually. Uh, very positive for the future, and we'll, we'll get you back in a few months' time to hear about some of these even additional partnerships that's going on. Yeah. Uh, Matt, thank you so much for your time. We really appreciate it very much. And thank you, listeners, for tuning into Coffee with Innovate Finance. Please look out for upcoming episodes and follow us on Twitter and LinkedIn for more on our events and programs. So until next time, it's a goodbye from Matt. Goodbye from me, uh, Janine Hurt, COO at Innovate Finance. Take care and stay well. Bye.